Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. This week, I'll be speaking with Angela Spang. Angela was Entrepreneur of the Year for First Woman in 2017. She is a founder, business owner, and constant innovator. Angela is the chairman of the World Academy of Medical Sciences Training and Education Board and a registered design owner with UK IPO for several designs. She's an internationally minded people leader with a strategic and entrepreneurial business mind and has excellent proven communications and leadership skills. She also has exceptional talent for building and developing people. Angela likes continuous improvement, innovation, and startups. She also loves helping young people find their strengths. Welcome to the show, Angela. I'm so excited to have you on this show. Thank you, Jennifer. The pleasure is all mine. Great. Let's get started. Um, So you're a woman in tech. Can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Well, I don't think I really meant to get anywhere, to be honest. Um, It sounds sounds, um, pretentious to say that I I planned to get here all along, and and that wasn't really the case at all. I uh, started out as a product specialist for Johnson & Johnson back in the day and as a, as a sales rep and a product specialist. And, and that was really how I got into medical devices and medical technology. And from there on, I, I sort of solved one problem after another and, and, and now ended up with a, with a growing now multinational company. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, sometimes we don't plan to be where we are, um, but, you know, the path and the journey takes us there. So you stayed true to where your passions are and um, have a great, great organization now. So you're an entrepreneur of the year. You're a business owner and a constant innovator. Tell us more about your passions. I think I'm just solving the problem in front of me, to be honest. Um, anything from, I, I think, where, where I started June Medical, and again, that was solving a problem. At the time, I was sitting in the um, office in Amsterdam where I was working. I had um, I'd been running the Women's Health Division for American Medical Systems for a couple of years, and, and the company had just uh, awarded me with, with more, more of that. And so I used to run uh, EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and then I was asked to take on Latin America and, and Asia as well, which is great, with, with the slight exception that, that that covers pretty much every time zone on, on the planet, and that means somebody's always awake. Um, and at the same time, we were looking at taking uh, the UK to a distribution partnership. Um, that was challenging to me because my the pr- product portfolio I was representing was quite challenging, quite high tech, quite 
quite challenging surgeries. And I was concerned with giving that to a distribution partner because we couldn't really find one that was specialized enough on women's health that I felt comfortable with. So that's when I, again, saw the problem by saying, hmm, well, why don't I take that on? And uh, I remember I went to my boss at the time and I suggested that I was going to become the distributor instead. And, and he promptly turned me down actually, <laughs> and said, no. And I said, well, yes, here's why it's a great idea. And I think we debated that for quite some time and, and, uh, and until he at, at one point leaned back in his chair and, 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 and shook his head at me and said, you're not going to give this one up, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. This is the best for, for AMS and this is the best for the UK and, and it's the best for me personally. Um, this is what I want to do. That's amazing. Your um, resilience and just your constant innovation uh, really shows in um, the products that, that you represent. So share with us a little more about your business and what it does so our listeners can kind of get a feel about um, how you grew your company and what it does. So my company is called June Medical, and, and June was actually a code word to begin with um, because when you say, well, it can happen in June, nobody really knows what you're talking about. It could be the month, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, later on, when I was trying to find an actual company name, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to find something that, that works in different languages, that isn't offensive in any language, that isn't taken or, or similar. So June stuck with me, and, and it's been sticking enough that we now have a June Medical UK we are, have just launched June Medical Incorporated in, in America, um, actually, earlier this year. And we have June Medical International, which then handles our distribution partners all across the globe. And we're just about to incorporate in June Medical Sweden as well. And we do medical device. So we sell medical devices, particularly uh, a new surgical retractor called Galaxy 2 that we make here in England. Um, in Brighton, to be specific, about a stone throw from the ocean, um, and we've just launched that in America. Wow, very, very impressive. Um, so you're very passionate about women, and especially women in science and healthcare. You know, one of the things, one of the reasons I started my podcast was to do what we can to bridge the culture, pay, and employment gap for women. So you know, since you're so passionate in this area, can you provide some thoughts as to what we can do to bridge that gap? I think that's a really interesting area. And, and as an innovator and as a business leader, I get to talk to a lot of surgeons who come forward with their, with their ideas. Um, and, I, and I noted a couple of years ago that it's very rarely women who come forward with ideas that they want to have made. Uh, and it, it got me thinking because I know that there are so many brilliant surgeons out there who have great solutions and ideas for, for products that could be helpful. So why aren't they coming forward? Why aren't the female surgeons bringing ideas forward in the, at the same rate as, as, as male surgeons? And first I thought, well, maybe it's just because it maybe it's just to me, but then I did some, some investigation and, and actually it is way more common for, for male, uh, surgeons to come forward with ideas and for innovations for men's health to come forward with ideas, just like we see in the rest of society um, with regards to whether it's um, VC companies for funding or whatever it might, might be. Um, it also led me to an interesting conversation with, with, a, with a man from, ironically a man, uh, from Oxford University who was investigating 
the way that we do medical devices. And, and he alerted me to the fact that a lot of medical devices are actually designed to fit male hands, male height, etc., etc. And that is fascinating to me how we still can model both medical devices as well as pharma a lot of the times on, on the male, male um, part of our society. That is fascinating to me too. In that male-dominated field, it doesn't su surprise me. But uh, you know, in IT, we find the same thing where women are not speaking up. They're not coming to the table with their new ideas or with their solutions. So we really need to create more of that environment where they feel confident and they bring these ideas to the table because that will help bridge that gap. And so we, we just have to continue to encourage. And I believe very strongly that we have to start, you know, uh, building our pipelines. So work with girls ages 8 to 13 and really bring technology and medical devices and healthcare to their awareness so that they can then start visualizing themselves in those roles because a lot of times they don't even see themselves in those roles. I think you're spot on and, and I'm, I'm delighted to see that the number of female surgeons is dramatically increasing, which is great. I also think that to your point of becoming role models for the younger generation, if I can if I can lend a hand to somebody, whether it's being an apprentice in my businesses or, or any other way of, of giving somebody a helping hand to get into this, to see how, how I would, as a female innovator or, or a female business leader for that matter, um, how I would do my job, I think that can help as well. So I, despite actually being kind of an introvert and, and sort of liking my sofa and my cat, um, <laughs> I, do, I do try to, to put myself on the podium and be that role model so that I can talk about what I do and how I do that, because actually it isn't that complicated. And actually it is quite straightforward when you just focus on the thing in, just in front of you and, and don't think about the bigger picture. Because if you turn around and say to me, oh, you have this, you have now whatever, six companies and you have worldwide distribution and you have medical device manufacturing even i'm daunted by that i that sounds really you know that sounds that's not really important <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so i'm I, i'm a bit oh. but actually it's as simple as you do the next right thing um it's as simple as that yeah we have really found that you know when girls see women in roles that they can visualize themselves in those roles there is such a dramatic change in them and the awareness itself uh, really builds that confidence and have has them explore exploring more opportunities like that so i love to do at some point we'll do a panel of women just uh, and have girls as the audience so that they can really visualize themselves in lots of different technical or, um, you know, medical roles. And I think that would be really interesting. I completely agree. And I'd strongly support that in any way, shape or form it can happen because just giving, especially I think littler girls, the vocabulary to know what they're talking about, whether it's engineering, whether it's science, um, I remember when Frozen came out and, and they were sitting there talking 
about all these things about frozen and and I and I thought to myself that that's fantastic but they're you know they're they're they were debating at the time how to spell princess mm-hmm. um, and and that's all good and fine but the next day I had them all learn how to spell chief executive officer just <laughs> I thought to myself that's you know that's great I love frozen we're all frozen fans aren't we but right. I thought that's fine, but let's also give them some alternatives to that. So, so I learned, I taught them what CEO stands for, and and my youngest actually is six years old. It's it's quite quite challenging when she comes to say, "My mommy, why do we have more money if we have spent more money today? That doesn't make any sense. That's not profitable." And I love that my six-year-old knows language like that. I think that's phenomenal. I love that. That's. She's got her mama's mind, that's for sure. <laughs> Poor child. <laughs> world, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I love it's that good you, for have... them, you know, because they they just have a different view on uh, on the fact that that who's the boss, and 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 for them, the boss is usually a woman. And I love the fact that there are so many women who have gone so far in in making sure that little girls grow up and understand that there is there is not necessarily a certain role with a certain gender and and I'm so eternally grateful for that because that's something I don't have to do for my kids and if we now can take the next step in in gender equality all the way through then I think we we've, we've all done a good job I think we're getting there you know it's a slow process but um every little bit that we do gets us even closer and um makes that change that's so desperately needed. So you're, you, you know, as I talk to you, I realize you've got such a great innovative mind as well as you're passionate about growing businesses and being a solution to a problem. So tell me when that sparked and when did you know that that's what you love to do? Oh, that's a great question. I don't actually know the answer to that. Um, I come from a family where both my mom and my dad were entrepreneurs and they were both very hands-on and very practical. And uh, my mom, bless her, was a designer and a seamstress and I think she's still hoping I'd go into fashion. Sorry, mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) My dad was an engineer and and a welder. So he was very hands-on as well and very very practically focused. And 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 I think that's probably where it's coming from. I think they both gave me the capability maybe to just identify what the problem is and realize what needs to happen to solve that problem and go from there. And and that, that confidence of, well, if it doesn't work, you, you try again. And if that doesn't work, then you try something else. And there is always a solution. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. So they, they really raised you with that mindset. They really did. And I think the, the biggest gift that any parent can give that I certainly feel like I got is that that confidence to try and try again and that it that actually not making it on the first roundabout is okay we just find a different solution and and I grew up sort of knowing that if I ever had a problem that was unique to me then I really hit on something interesting because the likeliness is actually that somebody else's will have had this problem before so if I can just figure out who who's had this problem before and find them and ask their advice then I'll be halfway there. And I'm a big fan of that. I I simply just ask for help. That's great. You know, failure is part of the journey to success. It's so important to realize that because we all have had failures, but if we didn't fail, we wouldn't get to the point that we are today. 
Absolutely true. And and certainly when it comes to medical devices, that is, is very relevant because mm -hmm. you should see a picture of my desk on a day when I'm trying to figure out, figure out a new design. And I, I, uh, I did a new um, accessory for the Galaxy retractor last week and my, my desk was literally filled with 20 failed versions <laughs> with the outcome of having one good one. So again, the, it's the essence of, of making mistakes. Uh, I, I, you know, early stages of product design, I use tape a lot. <laughs> tape is my friend. <laughs> what, what is, um, what puts you in that innovative mindset? What do you have to kind of do something to get into the zone or does it just come naturally? It's usually when I see something that isn't smooth, you know, mm -hmm. and I get the sense that this can be better. This can be smarter or simpler or or more self-explanatory um i don't like complicated i like i like to keep things simple um that's why i like my organizations with straight communication lines that's why i like having open and honest discussions that's why i'm not a fan of small talk i like just getting to the interesting bit and having the valuable conversations um maybe that's why i'm also liking actually that this this online world that we now have and this this meeting online doesn't bother me very much i quite like that you get to the business you'd want to talk about and then you talk about that and then you know then if nobody feels it's going anywhere you just hang out and you're done um instead of having to sort of excuse yourself and and still have another drink and sit around the table for a while yeah i i i like that too i'm, I'm very very focused on you know let's get to what what we're here for and the small talk is great, you know, you have to build a rapport, but it is so important that, you know, we are concise and to the point. And I think this virtual environment really gives us that because the meetings are shorter and you have to be concise and get things done in a shorter period of time. Now you've, um, you know, you're, you've also been part of a male dominated field. So what are some of the challenges you faced and how have you overcome them? Because those are great lessons for other women to kind of learn from us. So could you share some of those? I think that one, the first biggest thing I had to deal with actually was probably the feeling of guilt of trying to be, you know, a, a person in this world where there are different things that pull you in different directions all the time. So I, early on, I decided that the guilt wasn't going to have a place in, in my life. I, I was going to commit to, if I'm traveling for business, I'm traveling for business and I will do the best I can with that. And if I'm home, I'm going to be home and I'm going to spend my time focusing on the people around me. So I really tried very hard to get out of that guilt feeling of not being enough anywhere. Uh, and that I felt was really helpful. And, and I've talked to, a lot about that actually to to other people who have a family that they are maybe caring for uh, whether they're male or female because it, it applies to everyone uh, and that feeling of never being enough anywhere and that has been really helpful for me that's made a big difference the other thing i think is is that the my feeling in the beginning before i really found my feet was around i was really worried about hurting people's feelings and that slowed me down a lot um I've decided I, I'm, I'm going to skip the diplomacy. Um, I'm just going to be a straight talker and bad ideas are bad ideas. And, and I don't necessarily care anymore about maybe wrapping my message in a lot of cotton wool. I, I prefer to be clear mm -hmm. uh, instead. That being said, 
I believe you can be a straight talker, but you can always be kind. Um, and kindness is important to me as well. I love that. I always say, please don't mistake kindness for weakness, because kindness is, I think we should all be kind to each other. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're strong, when you're confident, exactly what you said, you, you say it like it is, it's direct, there's no question in anybody's mind what you meant. And it's just such a better way of communicating. So that's great, great to share those challenges and and uh, you've done a great job in overcoming them. Um, so in closing, what advice would you give to a woman that's considering a career, a new career in anything that's technology, healthcare, sciences? What, what are some of the things that, you know, over time you've learned that you could give some advice so that they can kind of start to um, think that way and not be afraid? I think the absolute biggest part for me is know your stuff. Um, be Pick your area and then dig in. Be the expert on what it is that you want to learn. And, and don't be afraid of asking people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Like I said, nobody can be the expert on everything. Nobody can be the expert on, in my case, uh, running a company, there is legal, there is regulatory, there's HR, there's sales, there's marketing, there's operations. There's no way you can be the ex expert on everything. So know your area, figure out which one is your strength, and then focus on that one. Don't necessarily worry too much about your weaknesses. Just go with your strengths instead. It's way more fun and it's way more way easier than trying to fix your weaknesses. Um, and I think the other thing for me is, uh, and this applies to anyone actually, just pay it forward. Help others if you can, because it doesn't cost you a thing. And doing that, you never know who's going to be there for you in the future. It might be somebody who you helped or somebody else who just pays it forward as well. And if we can continue just to, to reach out to just pull each other up a little bit, the, we're going to be much better for it. Great advice. Great advice. I think uh, paying it forward, lifting each other up, I think those are so important for us women to always have each other's back so that we can grow together. We don't ever have to compete um, in a situation where we feel that, you know, somebody is not going to be kind to me or is not going to help me. So that's, that's great advice. Well, Angela, this was such a pleasure. Um, in closing, again, can you share with how our listeners can get a hold of you? Um, I have a website, uh, angelaspang.com, where we try to collate the, the bits and pieces that I do. And anybody is more than welcome to follow me on Twitter, on Angela Spang. I like Twitter. It's, it's nice and short. Um, I usually run out of words after a while, so Twitter suits me perfectly. <laughs> That's awesome. And we will put that information also in the description of the episode. Thank you again. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for the work that you do. It helps people everywhere. And that's really has all anybody could ever aim for. So well done. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? 
Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in person, virtual, on-demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today. From IT skill enhancements to end-user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. <laughs>